booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deb Valentine. Here's your top five at five. This this is the top five at five. More bad news for Joe Biden. The U.S. Supreme Court Thursday shot down the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for large employers. More scandal for the royals. The queen strips Prince Andrew of his royal and military honors as he faces a sex trafficking case. It's all related to the late Jeffrey Epstein. The results of a new poll show Americans say they don't have much confidence in either President Biden or his infectious disease specialist, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Calls for a special prosecutor, all due to the new Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg's lax policies on crime. Rapper Rapper Kanye West under investigation out in Los Angeles for allegedly attacking a fan who asked for his autograph. And we've got sound from that alleged assault. Well, a major blow for the Biden administration, the U.S. Supreme Court voting six to three on Thursday to, in fact, block President Biden's vaccine mandate for private businesses. The high court, though, did let stand a vaccine mandate for health care workers at facilities receiving federal monies. So Biden telling businesses to adopt the policies anyway, urging individual states to do the right thing. Here's famed attorney Alan Dershowitz on Cats at Night. They said, look, OSHA is not broad enough. That's not a congressional authorization to make 100 million people uh, have a mandate. If you want to have 100 million people do it, you have to pass legislation. And they haven't done that. 27 states had already petitioned the Supreme Court to issue a stay on the rule, which wound its way through the judicial system. So this blow to Biden follows the administration's failure to get enough support from his own party to kill the filibuster rules and pass voting rights legislation. More scandal for the royals. Prince Andrew now has been stripped of his military titles and royal duties. It's at the Queen's directive. The stunning turn of events follows a judge's decision to allow a sex abuse case by accuser Virginia Goofrey to move forward. Here's CNN royal correspondent Max Foster. And this is in uh, an attempt to separate the monarchy, the institution, from Prince Andrew and what's going on in New York. So many people saying it's, you know, it's quite late. Uh, others are saying it's early because Prince Andrew hasn't been found guilty of anything here. But a clear separation there. All right. Goufrey's lawsuit filed here in Manhattan. The 61-year-old son of the queen had been urged to settle out of court with Goufrey. However, she is reportedly pushing for her day in court. Goufrey claims she was sex trafficked by the late Jeffrey Epstein. She filed a civil lawsuit accusing Prince Andrew of sexual assault in August under the state's Child Victims Act. Well, a new poll finds Americans don't have much confidence in either Dr. Anthony Fauci or President Joe Biden. This latest poll out is from News Nation and was done by Decision Desk HQ. So only 31 percent of respondents to this poll said they see Fauci as a trustworthy source. Now, just 45 percent say they give a thumbs up to President Biden's pandemic response. Biden has seen public support plunge during the past year as successive waves of COVID variants have upended his campaign promise to beat the virus. And even worse, only 10 percent of respondents to this News Nation poll said they actually trust the news media. 
Fauci, of course, has been the target of Republicans who accuse him of flip-flopping on advice during the viral pandemic and of ignoring claims that the virus escaped from a lab in Wuhan, China. Well, the NYPD pressuring New York's Governor Kathy Hochul, a Democrat, to appoint a special prosecutor if new Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg continues to refuse to enforce the law in criminal cases. This latest development is that the head of the Detectives Endowment Association, President Paul D. Giancomo, asked the governor to appoint a special prosecutor. Now, this letter from D. Giacomo to the governor calls for Hochul to intervene and appoint a special prosecutor. On January 3rd, Bragg issued a memo to his staff ordering prosecutors to prosecute some nonviolent cases and also to downgrade various felonies to misdemeanors, including certain armed robberies. He's faced major backlash, including calls for his resignation. Well, trouble for Kanye West, the rapper and soon-to-be ex of Kim Kardashian, under investigation for alleged criminal battery out in Los Angeles. The investigation was confirmed to page six by a spokesperson for the LAPD. Now, West allegedly got into an argument that turned physical early Thursday morning when a fan asked West for his autograph while he was sitting in his SUV outside of the private club Soho Warehouse. West allegedly punched this fan who fell to the ground. The case is being investigated as misdemeanor battery, which carries a maximum jail sentence of six months upon conviction. The LAPD declined to provide details, though, beyond confirming that investigation. 77 WABC time check is 5.07. And in for Jill Nolan this morning is Susie Cerrone. Morning, Susie. Well, good Friday morning, starting off with an accident in Brooklyn on the Gowanus South, but at Hamilton Avenue, two lanes are blocked with that. And then in Queens, road work on the Van Wyck Southbound through Liberty Avenue, two lanes blocked with that as well. Alternate side in effect, five minutes at the George Lincoln or Holland Tunnel heading into the city. No incidents right now along the Garden State Parkway. Traffic on the thruway looking good north and southbound between Westchester and Rockland. And no problems in Fairfield County, Connecticut. I'm Susie Cerrone on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, WABC time check is 507. Our temperature of 41. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center this Friday. We have partly sunny skies later on today. Clouds will clear. Our high near 44, but a windy day. Winds could gust as high as 34 miles per hour. A mostly clear overnight, the low, oh, down to 11 degrees. And that means the wind chill will make it feel like five below to five above. Right now we have reading of 41 degrees. Well, breaking just moments ago, the latest on Novak Djokovic. Tennis star Novak Djokovic facing deportation now again after the Australian government revoked his visa. Now this has happened now for a second time. Immigration Minister Alex Hawke says he used his ministerial discretion to revoke the 34-year-old Serbs visa on public interest grounds. 
This comes three days before the Australian Open begins. Now, of course, Djokovic is not vaccinated. His lawyers are now expected to appeal in a federal court as they successfully did last week on procedural grounds. So this isn't done yet. Djokovic is not uh, vaccinated. He sought a medical exemption based on having tested positive for COVID-19 back in December. All right. So we will keep you updated here at 77 WABC on all of these ongoing developments. On top of the blow issued by the U.S. Supreme Court Thursday, rejecting the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccination mandate for large businesses. President Biden is admitting efforts to abolish the filibuster will fail without the support of Senators Manchin and Sinema. Now, President Biden met with West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin and Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema yesterday to try and pressure them for yes votes on changing the filibuster to enact two voting rights bills. I don't know that we can get it done, but I know one thing. As long as I have a breath in me, as long as I'm in the White House, as long as I'm engaged at all, I'm going to be fighting to change the way these legislatures have moving. All right, so Biden spent over an hour meeting with the two senators without a clear path forward. This massive package of voting legislation would make Election Day a holiday, tighten campaign finance laws, and adjust the redistricting process. Cinema gave a 19-minute speech on the U.S. Senate floor yesterday before she and Manchin met with the president. There's no need for me to restate my longstanding support for the 60-vote threshold to pass legislation. There's no need for me to restate its role protecting our country from wild reversals in federal policy. It is a view I've held during my years serving in both the U.S. House and the Senate. And it is the view I continue to hold. And Republicans, including Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Republican out of Kentucky, praised Cinema for her saving the Senate. The House, though, passed a voting rights bill yesterday, sending it to the Senate in a last-ditch effort. It's a procedural gambit to try and allow Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to bypass a Republican filibuster in order to start debate on the voting rights legislation. The Republican National Committee, RNC, says presidential candidates taking part in the 2024 election cycle will now be required to pledge not to take part in debates run by the Commission on Presidential Debates. The CPD, the commission, has hosted and produced the presidential and vice presidential general election debates for some three decades now. Now, if the RNC follows through on its pledge, it could likely lead to a massive shift in just how presidential and vice presidential general election debates are conducted. Here's RNC chairperson Ronna Romney-McDaniel on Cats at Night. The red wave for the House started in 2020. We picked up 15 seats. We're at 212 in the House. We need five to win back the majority. And and so for me, one seat above that, five, and getting us the majority and retiring Nancy Pelosi is a win, and one seat to win back the Senate. So this is not a done deal just yet. This policy move by the RNC will be voted on by committee members when the RNC holds its winter meeting. That's slated for early next month in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uncle Sam is sending more home test kits, COVID-19 test kits. President Biden Thursday announced that the feds, federal government, doubling the amount of at-home COVID-19 test kits being sent to Americans' homes, the new total of billion at-home test kits. Biden, though, in this announcement, ignoring reporters' shouted questions with a smirk on his face while waiting to begin his COVID-19 health briefing. 
Folks, we'll talk about that later. Come on. And of course, these moves come as the Omicron variant surfaced some two months ago. Biden continues to call for the COVID-19 pandemic being one of the unvaccinated. The White House plans to unveil strategy next week, too, to get free and low-cost masks to people. 77 WABC time check, 513. Republicans are threatening to make Hunter Biden testify before Congress if they take back the House of Representatives in the November midterm elections. Now, you'll remember Hunter Biden's business dealings in Ukraine played a central role in former President Donald Trump's first impeachment back in 2019. In October 2020, now President Biden, then VP, was questioned by NPR over his son's Burisma dealings. Here's the exchange. Nobody warned me about a potential conflict of interest. Nobody warned me about that. And at the same time, this George Kent, done. the State Department official, yeah, but, testified that but, he raised it to you. No, he did not say me. He did not to say your staff. I, I never, corrected. never heard that once. Democrats claim that Hunter Biden did nothing wrong by joining the Burisma's board and that Biden didn't know about the bad optics of it, that because Biden's Ukraine policy was in line with American objectives. Hunter Biden was paid, though, 50000 bucks a month by Burisma, while his father as VP was responsible for Ukraine policy for the Obama administration. Hunter Biden has also created an ethics headache for the Biden White House when he joined the art world last year, selling paintings for a half a million bucks. Meanwhile, Kevin McCarthy ridiculed Democrats Thursday as Hillary Clinton's name was floated as a potential presidential candidate for 2024, the House Minority Leader said it reflected the low approval of Biden and Harris. Clinton was suggested as a way to fill the leadership vacuum facing Democrats by two operatives writing in the Wall Street Journal this week. Now, here's McCarthy on Fox News criticizing Biden's January 6th speech. You would think the leader of the free world would unite the nation, not divide it. It, it was a, such a divisive speech, Stacey Abrams couldn't even be with him. She was too busy. That would tell you enough that he's not only dividing the nation, he's dividing his own party by going to two extreme measures. It, it's a sign of desperation. Biden's approval rating has crashed below 40 percent as his administration fails to make good on his campaign promise to beat COVID-19. 787 WABC time check is 515. I'm Deborah Valentine with 77 WABC early news. And of course, we have sports, we have business, we have weather, we have traffic. Here's Justin Ellick with a look at sports. Yes, I am Justin Ellick. I'm clearing the crust out of my eyes here. Deb. Oh, dear. Is that sleepy sand, Justin? Exactly. After all, it is Friday. It, exactly. It is Friday. So it's technically the weekend already. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Let's begin on the hardwood as just the Nets took the floor last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant taking a rest day and James Harden having the look of a man who needed one. The Nets dropped a game they should have handled easily, losing to the 14-27 overall Thunder by a score of 130-109. to The Nets will get a full day of that much-needed rest today before they welcome the New Orleans Pelicans to town tomorrow night. Quick stop in Knicksland where the Orange and Blue were off last night and will be off again this evening. They'll be heading to Atlanta, where where they are set to uh, face the Hawks tomorrow night. Tri-State battle on the ice last night between the Devils and Islanders proved to be a worthy ticket, as the Islanders were able to squeak out a close 3-2 victory on the road in their first game back, back in action in nearly two weeks. 
The Islanders will welcome the Capitals to the island tomorrow afternoon, and the Devils are off until Wednesday when they'll welcome the Phoenix Coyotes to town. Now for the Blue Shirts, who were out west in San Jose to battle the Sharks. Igor Shesterkin made 37 saves in his return from COVID-19 protocol and route to a 3-0 shutout and an impressive road win. Rangers will be in South Philly tomorrow night for a date with the rival Flyers. Now for some controversial college sports news as women's sports advocates are now speaking out against the NCAA and its rules on transgender student-athlete participation. Former USA Swimming official Cynthia Millen puts it simply when she says it's just not fair. It is unfair for bodies that are male to be swimming against bodies that are female and bodies swim against body. And we know that no amount of testosterone suppression drugs will change the anatomy of a male to a female. Millen and other advocates are warning that the future of women's sports is in danger if transgender swimmer Leah Thomas of the University of Pennsylvania is allowed to keep competing on the women's team. That's your early news sports update, and I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. Another stellar report by Justin. I saw no local teams uh, in action tonight. All right, but we've got, got a big uh, NFL uh, wildcard playoff weekend. This exactly. Week. All right. Let's check traffic with Susie Cerrone. She's in for Joe Nolan. Hey there, Deb. Good Friday morning. Good news in Queens. The road work on the Van Wyke southbound through Liberty Avenue is gone. In Brooklyn, an accident on the Gowanus South and at Hamilton Avenue. Just the right lane is getting by. Delays already from before Atlantic Avenue. Alternate side is in effect. All the road work at the George Lincoln or Holland heading into the city is gone. It's pretty quiet along the Garden State Parkway. No issues on the New York State Thruway. No overnight road work in Fairfield County, so you're looking good on 95 in the Merritt. But on Long Island, there's an accident on the northern state westbound at Shelter Rock Road. It's in the left lane. I'm Susie Seren on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, WABC time check 518. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center calling for clearing. Partly sunny skies today are high 44, but winds could gust as high as 34 miles per hour. Mostly clear skies overnight below only 11, and that means the wind chill will make it feel like 5 below to 5 above. Right now, 41 degrees. All right, time for your business report. Here is Frank Diaz. Well, good morning, Deb. I know those temperatures are pretty cold today. Well, U.S. stock futures rose early during uh, trading today ahead of earnings from the major banks. Future contracts tied to the Dow Jones Industrial advanced about 108 points, or 0.3%. The S&P 500 were up just under 0.3%, while the NASDAQ 100 futures rose just over 0.2%. All the major averages slid during regular trading yesterday. The Dow and S&P fell just under half a percent and uh, 1.5%, respectively, registering the first down day in three. At one point, the 30-stock benchmark had been up more than 200 points. Well, the Nasdaq Composite was the relative underperformer, shedding a 2.5% and snapping a three-day winning streak as technology stocks came under pressure. Well, the government watchdog warned in an annual report to Congress this week that the IRS is in a state of crisis with the 2022 tax filing season just a few weeks away. National taxpayer advocate Aaron M. Collins said the public could face even longer delays than it did last year as the IRS scrambles to address a backlog of tax returns. The IRS will begin accepting this year's wave of individual tax filings January 24th, according to the National Taxpayer Advocates Annual Report. The agency still had a backlog of more than 6 million unprocessed individual tax returns. Wow. And about 2.8 million business returns as of mid-December. That's a lot. Collins noted some of the unprocessed returns contained COVID-19 related relief that Congress provided taxpayers over a year ago. 
Well, wholesale prices er surged nearly 10% last year, their biggest increase in more than a decade, but notched a smaller-than-expected gain during the final month, sparking hopes that the worst of inflation could be behind the U.S. economy. The Department of Labor said that the producer price index rose by 0.2% last month compared to November. Wall Street analysts expect the PPI to rise by 0.4%. For the 2021 calendar year, however, the index finished just under 10% higher. It's the largest increase in a 12-month period since 2010, according to CNBC. Excluding food and energy prices, the core PPI increased 0.4% for the month, just shy of the 0.5% estimate. Goods fell by 0.4%, and prices services jumped about half a percent. All right. Thanks for that report, Frank. And Frank will be back at a quarter to the hour. Well, here in New York City, we are now seeing violent crime at levels that we have not seen in years, from shootings to midtown carjackings to assaults. 77 WABC's Lydia Serrani goes in-depth on all of this with New York Post Police Bureau Chief Tina Moore. On the line with me right now is Tina Moore. She is the police bureau chief for the New York Post. She's the number one crime reporter in the city, even though she tries to be humble and says she's not. (laughs) Welcome, Tina Moore. My goodness, boy, do you have a lot on your plate. There is so much crime going on. I want to first talk about those brazen carjackings, back-to-back, middle of the day, 4.30 in the afternoon, midtown Manhattan. What's going on? Well, one of the theories cops have is that cars are getting more difficult to steal when they're parked because of modern technology. So it's much easier to target them when they're actually already in motion. Oh, my goodness. And now do we know, are these two separate incidents or are they connected? At this point, they're separate. But, I mean, you know, police are investigating, so you never know. They could end up being connected at some point. Carjackings have been going up in the city for the past few years. They're they're just they've been increasing more and more, though. and They're just at at a, a high right now. Talk to me about what's going on as far as shootings. Are we seeing more shootings happening throughout the city? We had that horrible shooting up in Harlem at the Burger King where that 19-year-old girl was killed. Anything new on that case? There's still no arrest in that case. I was just checking a few minutes ago. Still no arrest in that case. Um, but everyone's on the edge of their seat waiting because that was pretty horrible. I mean, she was 19-year-old cashier. She's working the overnight shift. She'd been trying to get off that shift because she had told her mom she was afraid, according to our reporting. Gave him the money, and he shot her anyway and killed her. I had heard that her boyfriend was even going in every night because she was afraid. I don't know if it was a boyfriend or a close friend, or, or but there was a man there who, who had been there watching, you know, there for her every night, yes. And then the other story that I wanted to bring up was the homeless man, Xavier Israel, 25 years old. He was lying on a sidewalk. It was freezing cold, and there's video of it, a good Samaritan. He walks by. And he goes to lay the coat off his own back and puts it on the man. And he jumps up and, you know, punches him in the face and then robs him. And then we find out that this same suspect was arrested twice before for attacking strangers. Yeah, he was arrested uh, the same week. Uh, for attacking a wo- attacking a woman who tried to help him, also offered him some sort of assistance, uh, and then just before that, on January second, he assaulted two 18-year-olds, a man and a woman, who were sitting on a rock in Central Park. There's already talk about recalling District Attorney Alvin Bragg because of his soft on crime stance, that memo that he released, those radical policies. What's the sentiment among police officers? You're right there at one PP. What are they saying? It's pretty confusing. Nobody knows what he's going to do. I mean, he puts he put a memo out with some rules. Uh, that said, you know, if, if somebody robs a Dwayne Reed and they have a, a weapon, but they don't actually harm the clerk with the weapon, they'll just be charged with petit larceny, which you know, they'll get out right away on that, um, even if they had something, you know, uh, some kind of a weapon that they were using to threaten people at the store or a clerk. Or a clerk. I mean, the sense of cops is, you know, you arrest somebody for a minor crime, 
they're just going to be right back out on the street again. It's it's frustrating, I think, to police officers. It's frustrating for New Yorkers, too. Well, thank you so much, Tina Moore, Police Bureau Chief for the New York Post. And thank you. And this is, again, Lydia Serrani with 77 WABC News. All right. And sources tell 77 WABC this morning that detectives from the NYPD are, in fact, questioning a so-called person of interest in connection with the fatal shooting of a teenager at a Burger King in Harlem, East Harlem, actually. 19-year-old Crystal Bayron Nieves was fatally shot during Sunday's early morning arm robbery. Happened around 1 a.m. after handing over 100 bucks to an armed gunman. 77 WABC owner and operator John Katzmatidis had offered a $10,000 reward for information leading to an arrest and a conviction in this case. Here's Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine. She agreed to work the night shift despite her fears because she needed a paycheck. A candlelight prayer vigil was held last night right outside that Burger King in East Harlem. Clergy, community leaders, politicians all standing side by side, demanding an end to the senseless violence. They called on Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg to prosecute this case to the fullest extent of the law once the killer had been caught. And in fact, the NYPD confirming to us this morning that they are questioning a so-called person of interest in this case. Now, meanwhile, Manhattan DA Bragg on Thursday said he's unaware of the efforts to get him ousted from office over his progressive prosecutorial agenda. Bragg was asked by a photographer about the online campaign launched this week. It is being pushed by Republican gubernatorial candidate Andrew Giuliani and 77 WABC host Curtis Lewa. It demands an amendment to the New York State Constitution to allow for a recall of Bragg's election. Good morning. Can you address the concerns that uh, Curtis Lewa and, and, and uh, Rudy Giuliani's son have on uh, issuing, trying to issue a recall? Basically after you've been in office for so only 10 days. How would you address that? I, I haven't uh, heard uh, what either of those two uh, have said, so uh, no comment. I mean, I was elected by the voters of Manhattan. We're, we're two weeks in. Bragg was similarly tight-lipped Wednesday when he was asked about ex-con William Rowland. His armed robbery charges, you remember we told you about it here on the 77 WABC Early News, downgraded to misdemeanors in accordance with Bragg's reforms after Rowland allegedly robbed Dwayne Reed in the city at Knife Point. There was a gentleman who was arrested for robbing a CVS with a knife, and he was downgraded to a misdemeanor. I'm not going to discuss that in open matter. Thank you. So the revision that petitioners are calling for would actually require approval of the New York State Legislature and then voters in a ballot referendum and could take several years, though, to wind its way to approval. 77 WABC time check is 527 and in for Joe Nolan is Susie Cerrone. Well, Deb, better news in Queens with the road work cleared off the Van Wyck southbound by Liberty Avenue. An accident in Brooklyn on the Gowan is southbound at Hamilton Avenue. Only the right lane is getting by already. Delays with that alternate side is in effect. Five minutes or less at the George Lincoln or Holland heading into the city. No issues along the Garden State Parkway. Throughway fine. No problems in Fairfield County, Connecticut on 95 or the Merritt. Crash on Long Island, Northern State, westbound at Shelter Rock Road. That's in the left lane. I'm Susie Cerrone on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Calling for clearing skies, a partly sunny day today or high near 44. Windy, though, winds could gust as high as 34 miles per hour. A dip in the temperatures overnight, mostly clear skies, a low down to 11. But the wind chill will make it feel like between 5 below and 5 above. Right now, 
35 degrees here in the tri-state area. So bundle up this morning. Well, more uh, crime to tell you about. New NYPD data showing that carjackings were up 55% in 2021 compared to 2020. Now, these new stats are out just a day after two carjackings in Manhattan within an hour of each other Wednesday. Now, there's a video of the first carjacking at West 55th Street and Broadway on our website, wabcradio.com. All right, that's body cam footage from police in the second carjacking about 5.15 p.m. Wednesday. A man with a box cutter stole a black Infinity with TLC plates. That happened on West 36th Street right near 7th Avenue. And these stats show that from 2018 to 2021, carjackings in the five rows shot up 355 percent. 510 compared to 112 from 2018 to 2021. The largest jump, 4,400% in Manhattan North under their borough command and 400% in the Bronx and Brooklyn North precincts. For 2022 to date, cops say there have been 20 carjackings, five of them in Manhattan. 77 WABC time check is 529. We'll be back with more news, sports, weather and traffic right after the break. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. We also have coming along traffic, sports, weather, and business. Here's your top five at 530. It's the top five at 530. Some more bad news for Joe Biden. The U.S. Supreme Court yesterday shot down the Biden administration's vaccination mandate for large employers. More scandal for the royals. The queen strips Prince Andrew of his royal and military honors as he faces a sex trafficking case related to the late Jeffrey Epstein. Results of a new poll show Americans say they don't have much confidence in either President Biden or his infectious disease specialist, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Calls for a special prosecutor due to the new Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's lax policies on crime. Rapper Kanye West under investigation out in Los Angeles for allegedly attacking a fan who asked for his autograph. We've got sound from the alleged assault. A major blow yesterday for the Biden administration, the U.S. Supreme Court voting six to three Thursday to block President Biden's vaccine mandate for private businesses. The high court, though, did let stand a vaccine mandate for health care workers at facilities receiving federal monies. So Biden now telling businesses to adopt the policies anyway. He's urging individual states to do the right thing. Here's famed attorney Alan Dershowitz on Cats at Night. They said, look, OSHA is not broad enough. That's not a congressional authorization to make 100 million people uh, have a mandate. If you want to have 100 million people do it, you have to pass legislation. And they haven't done that. All right. So 27 states had actually already petitioned the Supreme Court to issue a stay on the rule while it wound its way through the judicial system. The blow to Biden follows the administration's failure to get enough support from his own party to try and kill the filibuster rules and pass voting rights legislation. More scandal for the royals. Prince Andrew has been stripped of his military titles and royal duties from none other than his mother. It's at the Queen's directive. The stunning turn of events follows a judge's decision to allow a sex abuse case by accuser Virginia Gouffre to move forward. Here's CNN royal correspondent Max Foster. And this is in a, an attempt to separate the monarchy, the institution, from Prince Andrew and what's going on 
in New York. So many people saying it's, you know, it's quite late. Uh, others are saying it's early because Prince Andrew hasn't been found guilty of anything here. But a clear separation there. Now, the 61-year-old son of the Queen has been urged to settle out of court with Gouffre. She is reportedly, though, pushing for her day in court. She filed the suit in Manhattan, Gouffre, claiming she was sex trafficked by the late Jeffrey Epstein. She filed a civil lawsuit accusing Prince Andrew of sexual assault in August under the state's Child Victims Act. Well, a new poll finds that Americans do not have much confidence in either Dr. Anthony Fauci or President Joe Biden. Now, this latest poll is from News Nation. It was done by Decision Desk HQ. Only 31 percent of respondents to this poll said they see Fauci as a trustworthy source. Just 45 percent gave a thumbs up to Biden's pandemic response. President Biden has seen public support plunge during the past year as successive waves of COVID variants have upended his campaign promise to beat the virus. Now, even worse, only 10 percent of respondents to this News Nation poll said that they trust the news media. Fauci, of course, has been the target of Republicans who accuse him of flip-flopping on advice during the viral pandemic and of ignoring claims that the virus escaped from a lab in Wuhan, China. Well, the NYPD pressuring New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, to appoint a special prosecutor if new Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg continues to refuse to enforce the law in criminal cases. Now, this latest development is that the head of the Detectives Endowment Association, President Paul Giacomo, asked the governor to appoint a special prosecutor. Now, in this letter from D. Giacomo to the governor, he calls for Hochul to intervene and appoint a special prosecutor to oversee those matters in which the Manhattan DA fails to abide by his sworn oath of office and declines to prosecute or downgrades violent felony offenses in order to advance his personal, unsafe, reckless, and personal agenda. Back on January 3rd, Bragg issued a memo to his staff ordering prosecutors to prosecute some nonviolent cases and to downgrade various felonies to misdemeanors, including certain armed robberies. He's faced major backlash, including calls for his resignation. Well, trouble for Con- Kanye West, the rapper and soon-to-be ex of Kim Kardashian, under investigation for alleged criminal battery out in Los Angeles, California. The investigation was confirmed to page six by a spokesperson for the LAPD. Now, West allegedly got into an argument that turned physical when a fan asked West for his autograph while he was sitting in his SUV outside of the private club Soho Warehouse. West allegedly punched the fan, who then fell to the ground. The case is being investigated as a misdemeanor battery case, which carries a maximum jail sentence of six months following conviction. The LAPD declining to provide details beyond uh, confirming their investigation into Kanye West. All right, 77 WABC time check 537, and that means it's time for a look at traffic and transit with Susie Cerrone, who's in Fort Joe Nolan. Well, Deb, another accident, Justin. This is in Queens on the Belt Parkway West, but after the Van Wyke, one lane out with that. And on the Gowanus South and at Hamilton Avenue, there's still an accident, but it looks like just the left lane now is blocked. Northbound Gowanus heading up to Cadman Plaza, already five minutes. Alternate side is in effect. Five minutes at the George Lincoln or Holland heading into the city. No issues on the Garden State Parkway. Throughway is clear north and southbound between Westchester and Rockland. 
Crash on the northern state westbound at Shelter Rock Road, still in the left lane. I'm Susie Cerrone on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, 77 WABC time check coming up now on 538. 40 degrees, mostly cloudy skies right now. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center calling for clearing skies, turning partly sunny today. Our highs up to 44. But a windy day, winds could gust as high as 34 miles per hour. Mostly clear overnight. The low dips to 11, and the wind chill will make it feel like between 5 below and 5 above zero. All right, 40 degrees right now. Mostly cloudy skies. Well, Wyoming Republican Representative Liz Cheney accused House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of trying to cover for himself and for former President Donald Trump Wednesday night. Now, that came after McCarthy refused to work with the Democratic-led Capitol Riot Committee. This committee, of course, investigating the January 6th Capitol riot. So here's Cheney on CNN. We know that Leader McCarthy was pleading with the president to tell people to go home when police officers and others were being beaten here at the Capitol. So, you know, I wish that he were uh, a brave and honorable man. He's clearly trying to cover up what happened. He has an obligation to come forward and we'll get to the truth. McCarthy announced on Wednesday night that he will not cooperate with the January 6th committee, saying the committee is not conducting a legitimate investigation. My conversation was very short, advising the president of what was happening here. There is nothing that I can provide the January 6th committee for legislation of them moving forward. There is nothing in that realm. It is pure politics of what they're doing. McCarthy also slammed the panel for subpoenaing records from those in Donald Trump's orbit and for holding individuals in contempt of Congress. By the way, Cheney, you might remember, was voted out of her position last year over her criticism of former President Donald Trump. She lost her post in the House Republican leadership after publicly rejecting former President Trump's claims that he won the 2020 election. Well, down in Baltimore, top prosecutor Marilyn Mosby has now been indicted by a federal grand jury. These charges are perjury and making false statements. The charges all related to Mosby's purchase of a condo on Florida's Gulf Coast and another property near Orlando, Florida. So she's charged with four felonies. Now, if convicted, she could face prison time. Prosecutors allege Mosby falsely claimed to have suffered financial hardship from the coronavirus in order to obtain an early withdrawal from her retirement savings to purchase these homes. And they also allege that she lied on a mortgage application and made false claims about agreeing not to rent yet another property in order to obtain a lower interest rate. Sirhan Sirhan will not be released from prison. California Governor Gavin Newsom Thursday denied the the killer of Robert F. Kennedy's assassin, Freedom. Uh, In this nine-page decision, California's governor said he feels that the 77-year-old Sirhan Sirhan still poses a threat of society because Sirhan Sirhan continues to deny responsibility for Kennedy's assassination. This one's more impactful because it has an impact around the rest of the world. It's impactful because it had a direct impact on 11 family members, 11 children of Robert Kennedy. Uh, changed the course of history. So Newsom's decision, though, goes against a recommendation by California's parole board in August of last year that Sirhan Sirhan be released. 
Sirhan, a Palestinian immigrant, shot Kennedy on June 5th, 1968, as he celebrated in a room full of supporters at the Ambassador Hotel out in Los Angeles after Kennedy secured the pivotal Democratic presidential primary. Sirhan was initially sentenced to death in May of 1969, but his sentence was commuted to life when the California Supreme Court paused capital punishment. That was in 1972. Well, Stuart Rhodes, the founder of Oath Keepers and 10 alleged accomplices, are being charged with seditious conspiracy charges. It all stems from the January 6th Capitol riot. Rhodes and more than a dozen members and associates of the far-right militia group are suspected of planning and carrying out an attack to stop President Biden's certification. The indictment claims Rhodes was in a restricted area of Capitol grounds and directed the attack from there. Rhodes, a former U.S. Army paratrooper and Yale Law School school graduate, started the Oath Keepers back in 2009. I have to stand up for even if we disagree with, and I've never voted Democrat in my life, primarily because of the gun issue. Um, but they have the right to free speech like every other American, and they should not feel uh, terrorized or intimidated. So this is the largest conspiracy case brought by federal prosecutors resulting from the January 6th riot. A seditious conspiracy charge carries a sentence of up to 20 years in prison. Well, former President Donald Trump's campaign manager, Paul Manafort, claims he was actually pressured to lie about the then-president's activities by special counsel Robert Mueller's investigative team. Now, Manafort spoke on Wednesday to Sean Hannity on Fox for the first time since being pardoned by Trump more than a year ago. Well, they wanted me to say something that wasn't true, and I wasn't going to do that. And, uh, you know, and frankly, you know, once you start walking down that slippery slope, who knows where you end up? I wasn't going to do that. So in September 2018, Manafort did confess, though, to committing several federal crimes. He also agreed to cooperate with the Justice Department, including in special counsel Mueller's investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Manafort was eventually charged in 2017 with conspiracy against the United States, making false statements, money laundering, and failing to register as a foreign agent for Ukraine. Now, as part of Mueller's investigation, Manafort pleaded guilty in federal court in D.C. to one count of conspiracy against the U.S. and one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice due to attempts to tamper with witnesses and eventually pardoned by Trump. All right, new revelations that the late Jeffrey Epstein visited the Clinton White House with eight women. Visitor logs have been obtained by the Daily Mail, dailymail.com. Now, they reveal Jeffrey Epstein was not always alone when he visited the Clinton White House between 1993 and 1995. Now, records show he brought along eight women, four of whom were his girlfriends. His relationship, though, with the four other women who accompanied him is unclear. Now, flight logs from Epstein's private planes tally with White House visitor records show the eight women were, in fact, with him during these visits. Though the nature of Epstein's accompanied visits is not disclosed in White House visitor logs, but one of them coincided with a swanky dinner in the Blue Room. Never-before-seen photos also revealing the disgraced financier kept pictures of himself at the White House briefing room podium at his Palm Beach mansion. 77 WABC time check coming up on 545. Deb Valentine in early news. And, of course, we have sports and we have traffic and we have weather and business, too. So in with sports right now, here's Justin Ellick.
Hi, Deb. Yes, it is I, Justin Ellick, here with your early news sports update. Let's begin on the hardwood. It's just the Nets took the floor last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant taking a rest day and James Harden having the look of a man who needs one. The Nets dropped a game they should have handled easily, losing to the 14-27 and overall Thunder by a score of 130-109. to 109. The Nets will get a full day of that much-needed rest today before they welcome the New Orleans Pelicans to town tomorrow night. Quick stop in Knicksland, where the orange and blue were off last night, and will be off again this evening. They'll be heading to Atlanta, where they're set to face the Hawks tomorrow night. Tri-State battle on the ice last night between the Devils and Islanders proved to be a worthy ticket, as the Islanders were able to squeak out a close 3-2 victory on the road, or uh, excuse me, on at home in their first game back to action in nearly two weeks. The Islanders will welcome the Capitals to the island tomorrow afternoon, and the Devils are off until Wednesday, when they'll welcome the Phoenix Coyotes to town. Now for the Blue Shirts, who were out west in San Jose to battle the Sharks. Igor Shesterkin made 37 saves in his return from COVID-19 protocol and route to a 3-0 shutout and an impressive road win. Rangers will be in South Philly tomorrow night for a date with the rival Flyers. Now for some controversial college sports news as women's sports advocates are now speaking out against the NCAA and its rules on transgender student-athlete participation. Former USA swimming official Cynthia Millen puts it simply when she says... It's just not fair. It is unfair for bodies that are male to be swimming against bodies that are female, and bodies swim against body. And we know that no amount of testosterone suppression drugs will change the anatomy of a male to a female. Millen and other advocates are warning that the future of women's sports is in danger if transgender swimmer Leah Thomas of the University of Pennsylvania is allowed to keep competing on the women's team. That's your early news sports update, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, Justin, I want to know really quickly if you have recovered from yesterday's comment by Sid Rosenberg that he is making you a superstar despite limited talent. Yes, I have fully recovered from that. In fact, Deb, thank you for the reminder. I, I actually totally forgot about that. Oh, dear. All right. Well, let's uh, <laughs> sit us here. We're coming up to Bernie and Ted in the morning program at 6. Let's uh, head over to uh, Susie Cerrone with Traffic and Transit. Deb, turning out to be pretty busy already out there. A stall on the Throgs Neck Bridge, Bronx Bound, has one lane out. There's still an accident on the Gowanus South and at Hamilton Avenue, but now just the far left lane is blocked. There's a crash on the Belt Parkway Westman after the Van White. That has one lane out. Northbound Gowanus up to Cadman Plaza already five minutes. Alternate side is in effect five minutes at the Hudson River Crossings heading into the city. No issues on the Garden State Parkway or 78th. Still a good ride along the New York State Thruway. Accident on the Northern State West, but it's Shelter Rock Road in the left lane, about a half mile delay. I'm Susie Cerrone on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center calling for a windy day today. Gusts as high as 34. It will clear partly sunnier highs, 44 cold overnight, mostly clear. The lows 11. The wind chill will make it feel like 5 below to 5 above right now. Our uh, new temperature, 40 degrees, still mostly cloudy skies. And it is time for your business report again with Frank Diaz. Oh, good Hi, morning, Frank. Deb. How are you? 
Good, good. Friday. Right. Awesome. We yes, exactly. Happy Friday. U.S. stock futures rose during early morning trading today ahead of earnings from the major banks. Futures contracts tied to the Dow Jones advanced about 108 points or 0.3%. S&P 500 futures are up point, just under 0.3%, while NASDAQ 100 futures rose just above 2.2%. All the major averages slid during regular trading. Yesterday, the Dow and the S&P fell about half a percent and 1.5% respectively, registering the first down day in three. At one point, the 30-stock benchmark had been up more than 200 points. The Nasdaq Composite was the relative underperformer, shedding 2.5% and snapping a three-day winning streak as technology stocks came under pressure. Well, the government watchdog warned in an annual report to Congress this week that the IRS is in a state of, quote, crisis with the 2022 tax filing season just a few weeks away. National taxpayer advocate Aaron M. Collins said that the public could face even longer delays than it did last year as the IRS scrambles to address a backlog of tax returns. The IRS will begin accepting this year's wave of individual tax filings on January 24th. According to the National Taxpayers Advocate Annual Report, the agency still had a backlog of more than 6 million unprocessed individual tax returns and just under 3 million business returns as of mid-December. That's a lot of people. Collins noted that some of the unprocessed returns contain COVID-19-related relief that Congress provided taxpayers over a year ago. Well, the wholesale prices of goods surged nearly 10% last year, their biggest increase in more than a decade, but it notched a smaller-than-expected gain during the final month, sparking hopes that the worst of inflation could be behind the U.S. economy. So it's probably good news for you guys who shop at Costco. The Department of Labor said that the producer price index rose by 0.2% last month compared to November. Wall Street analysts expect the PPI to rise by 0.4%. For the 2021 calendar year, however, the index finished just under 10% higher. It's the largest increase in a 12-month period since 2010. According to CNBC, excluding food and energy prices, the core PPI increased 0.4% for the month, just shy of the half a percent estimate. In November, PPI rose by 1%, up from 0.6% the previous month. Final demand prices for food and energy both dropped by December. In December, by 0.6% and three, uh, just under 3.5%, respectively. Trade prices up under a percent, while transportation and warehouse costs rose almost 2%. Goods fell by just under half a percent, but the price of services jumped by half a percent. And that's your business report. All right. Thanks, Frank. And uh, meanwhile, uh, big news, breaking news this morning that uh, sources telling 77 WABC that NYPD detectives are questioning a so-called person of interest in connection with that fatal shooting of a teenager at a Burger King in East Harlem last week. And 19-year-old Kristen Bayron Nieves was fatally shot during a Sunday morning's armed robbery happened about 1 a.m. after handing over 100 bucks to an armed gunman. Now, 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis had offered a $10,000 reward for information here that led to an arrest or a conviction in this case. Weighing in, here's Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine. She agreed to work the night shift despite her fears because she needed a paycheck. Candlelight vigil was held last night right outside that fast food establishment in East Harlem with clergy, community members and politicians standing side by side demanding an end to this senseless violence. And they called on Manhattan D.A. Alvin Bragg to prosecute this case to the fullest extent of the law once the killer is caught despite his new progressive lax policies on crime. 
Meanwhile, Bragg on Thursday said he was unaware of these efforts to get him ousted from office over his progressive prosecutorial agenda. Bragg was asked by a photographer about the online campaign launched this week, and it is being pushed by none other than Republican gubernatorial candidate Andrew Giuliani and 77 WABC host Curtis Lewa. It demands an amendment to the New York State Constitution to allow for a recall of Bragg's election. Good morning. Can you address the concerns that uh, Curtis Lewa and, and, and uh, Rudy Giuliani's son have on uh, issuing, trying to issue a recall, basically after you've been in office for so only 10 days? How would you address that? I, I haven't uh, heard uh, what either of those two uh, have said, so no comment. I mean, I was elected by the voters of Manhattan. We're, we're two weeks in. Bragg was similarly tight-lipped Wednesday when he was asked about ex-con William Rowland. His armed robbery charges were downgraded to misdemeanors in accordance with Bragg's reforms after Rowland allegedly robbed a Dwayne Reed in the city at Knife Point. There was a gentleman who was arrested for robbing a CVS with a knife and he was downgraded to a misdemeanor. I'm not going to discuss that as an open matter. Thank you. So the revision that petitioners are calling for would require approval of the New York State Legislature and then voters by way of a ballot referendum. New NYPD data is showing that carjackings were up 55 percent in 2021 compared to 2020. These new stats come just after a day after two carjackings in Manhattan occurred within an hour of each other on Wednesday. Now, there is video of this first carjacking at West 55th Street and Broadway up on our website, WABCRadio.com. All right. Then in the second carjacking, which happened around 5.15 p.m., a man with a box cutter stole a black Infinity with TLC plates. That happened at West 36th Street, right near 7th Avenue. And the new stats show that from 2018 to 2021, carjackings in the five boroughs shot up 355 percent, 510 compared to 112. So this uh, largest jump here in these new stats which show that there were over a 4,400% jump in Manhattan was up in the North Borough Command and 400% in the Bronx and Brooklyn North Precinct. So for 2022 today, police say there have been 20 carjackings, five of them right here in Manhattan. Well, New York City officials are again looking at the possibility of remote learning, remote learning possible for New York City's public schools this Consideration comes as the public school system deals with low attendance. Negotiations are now underway between New York City's new mayor, Eric Adams, and school's chancellor, David Banks. Now, Banks told members of the chancellor's parent advisory council on Thursday that political pressure and other concerns have prompted these discussions between himself and Adams. Adams also walked back his opposition to reinstating remote learning on Thursday. We can resolve this, we can get through this crisis, and we will find the right way to educate our children in a very safe environment. And if we're able to put in place a temporarily remote option, we're welcome to do so with the partnership of my good friend, uh, Michael Mulgrew. 
All right, so Banks wants the remote option reinstated before the end of this school year. Now, school attendance at New York City's public schools has plunged in recent weeks. Daily absentee rates of more than 20 percent are reported in part due to the Omicron variant of COVID-19. And, of course, and you heard that soundbite there of Mayor Eric Adams. He was referring to Michael Mulgrew. Mulgrew, of course, the teachers union president. Well, an attorney for a homeless man who was accused of mugging a good Samaritan is now complaining that his client is being kept behind bars because prosecutors are failing to abide by new Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's new soft on crime policies. So this lawyer is Brian Kennedy. He says he had hoped that his homeless client, Xavier Israel, was entitled to presumptive release from custody under Bragg's directive, nixing pretrial detention in many of these cases. But instead, prosecutors asked that Israel be held in lieu of $45,000 bail. Israel is charged with second-degree robbery in Wednesday's attack, which was caught on video. You can see that video on our website, wabcradio.com. Israel allegedly attacked this Good Samaritan after the Good Samaritan put his own coat on him as this guy lay on Fifth Avenue. All right, 77 WABC time check, 557. Let's head over to Susie Cerrone with a look at traffic and transit. Well, Deb, that was quick. A stall on the Throgs Neck Bridge, Bronx bound quickly clear. There's a stall on the Belt Parkway Westbound after the Van Wyck. It's got the left lane out. Accident in Brooklyn on the Gowanus Southbound at Hamilton Avenue still blocking the left lane. Delays in the Bronx, 95 northbound is slow from Westchester Avenue up to the Hutch. Ongoing repairs from a water main break. Five minutes at the Hudson River Crossings. An accident in Patterson on Route 20 South and at 5th Avenue. No incidents on the Garden State Park with the New York State Thruway. And on Long Island, the accident cleared off the northern state West Bennett Shelter Rock Road. I'm Susie Cerrone on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And Susie Cerrone in for Joe Nolan, 77 WABC Time Check 558. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center calling for partly sunny skies today, mostly cloudy right now. So it will clear our high as 44. Windy day, though, with wind gusts predicted as high as 34 miles per hour. Overnight, mostly clear skies because cold the low down to 11 the wind chill will make it feel like five below to five above right now our temperature 40 degrees and of course we're working our way to six o'clock the bernie and sid in the morning program coming up i just saw sid he's walking around the hallway getting ready for this show and a couple more stories to let you know about that dying handyman we told you about earlier this week during the 77 wabc early news it turns out has a criminal past david bennett was involved in a stabbing during a bar fight in 1988, which left a man whose wife he was having an affair with paralyzed. Bennett was sentenced to 10 years in prison for this attack on this guy, Edward Shoemaker. Shoemaker ended up dying at the age of 40 after being left paralyzed and wheelchair bound. Now, Bennett was convicted of battery and carrying out a concealed, carrying a concealed weapon, but did not serve the entire sentence. Meanwhile, Schumacher's family is hurt and upset that Bennett actually received this pig heart. Schumacher's sister, Leslie Downey, said she wishes the heart had gone to a deserving recipient. All right, 77 WABC News Time 559. Deb Valentine in with your early news. I'll be back with you bright and early Monday morning with news, sports, weather, and traffic. Bernie and Sid coming up.